I have been on dating sites. The hardest part about telling people my stand up up front is like a lot of the dudes that I'll match with, they don't actually like me. They just like really want to be a stand up comic. There was a guy that I hung out with. I had done the thing where I sent him my tape after we had been chatting for a minute and I was getting nervous because a lot of times I'll tell him and then it's like silence forever. It's like silence. But he was like, oh, I have a diagnosis too. And I was like, oh, and he's like, I have schizophrenia. And I was like, ooh. But my insecurity, like that nobody could love me because I have a disability. I was like, I can't, I can't do that to him, (laughs) right? I'm not really dark, but that's just the truth. A month and a half in, he, we were sitting at Pete's and he's like, I have to tell you something. I want to do stand up. And I was like, fuck. I was like, I could deal with schizophrenia. I cannot deal with you (laughs) wanting to be a stand-up comedian. Hey, everyone. I'm Luke Gaston, and you're listening to Goofin'. Thanks for tuning in to Goofin'. Hope you're all doing good. Hope you're all doing well out there. It's fall. Hopefully your face is just shoved into a pumpkin pie. That's what I'm going to be doing. Uh... I love that this podcast started out as, oh, do, do, do you miss comedy? Remember when comedy was a thing? And then halfway through, it's like, well, comedy's a thing again. And I think we're going back to comedy not being a thing. The numbers for old COVID, you remember that old biscuit? It's uh, They're spiking. So it's it's comedy's just taking a dive again. I, I, I was going to have this little residency show. Not a residency, I don't know. I, I was going to have my own little show in Fort Collins that I was going to have comics come up every week and just kind of keep comedy alive during the winter, but... Uh, it's indoors, and we're going to have plexiglass, and people are going to be seated kind of far away from each other, but even with that precaution, it was just like, I'm going to kill, I'm going to kill grandma this way, so, had to pull the plug, because as much as I love killing on stage, it's not cool to kill, uh, nanas. But hey, enough doom and gloom, there's enough of that, sure, an election, pandemic, and economic collapse, whatever, who cares, we got a good show today, my guess is a very funny comic. Out of Denver, Colorado, she is one of the founding members of the Pussy Bros, and is a Denver Comedy Works regular, very funny comedian. Put your hands together, slap your neighbor, jump up and down for the very funny Christy Euclid. I remember the first uh, show we did together, I think ever, was in a field. Yep. <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in Erie. When, yes. Not too long ago. And the, oh. the host did a couple hours in between. <laughs> yeah. It was literally <laughs> killing me. Like, I literally curled up in the back of my car just like, please, just wake me up when I, like, when it's my, and I was last, of course. And I had been invited, like, Corey David had invited me to come on that show. I wasn't even, like, asked by the producer of that show. And then I was just like, oh, this was a mistake. Like, that's how it felt. I know, but how uh, much stage time are you going to get nowadays? I know. You go, you do everything. I mean, I drove up all the way here just to have a person to talk to. <laughs> I haven't talked to people in so long. Like We took that for granted, didn't we? Man. Just yeah. every night going out. I don't, yeah, we did. I, I didn't. I was didn't? out every night. Oh. I was like doing it. I was like, I don't like, I'm just, it's weird just to stay home so much. Uh, yeah. And I literally like that sitting still and just like not being busy is just like wild to me. Yeah. You know, like I can't, like literally I'm writing a new joke, like that the cats do feel more busy than I am. They don't leave the house, but like, I'm just like, hey, hey guys, you want to cuddle? And they're just like, oh, we got business in the bay window. We can't really like, 
we have a meeting at 3.30 with the birds. We got some like, stuff oh, to pie Yeah. You're like, okay, well, I'm, I'll be here when you guys are done with your business. That's what I hate the most is nowadays it's like, I have all these jokes you're writing, but no stage time mm-hmm. to work on them. So I'm like, I know. I feel very lucky to be where I'm at because I do get called like first and even Janae leaving, like, um, even though that's my best friend, I don't want to see her go. <laughs> like that does every, I get all her stage time a lot of times. So like, I mean, I still am working quite a bit. I'm so lucky, but I do really miss having that open mic time to mm-hmm. like play. You know, I think I'm one of the only like comedy works comics who is like consistently still hitting mics to work work on stuff excuse me and uh i do i really do miss that playtime oh and God. that no pressure but honestly like having this situation i was telling uh karen Wachtel who runs high plains last night, i was like i think it's actually helping um my comedy because like everything's gone like everything Mm -hmm. that was important that you thought like these gatekeepers these like you know anything where where you're trying to impress anybody or try to get certain things it's just like none of that matters so like it does take the pressure off of like every set and you're just like well whatever you know i'm literally only doing comedy for the love of the game right now the wild west now yeah there's no Mm -hmm. you know you just gotta keep showing up and eventually there'll be like infrastructure it will be back and Mm -hmm. hopefully i will be the one like building it you know rather than participating in it but you brought up janae and also you you and rachel week started the in janae started pussy bros yes way back when yes how long ago was that actually um it was the beginning of 2016. It was uh, four of us, uh, me, Rachel Weeks, Janae Burris, and Jordan Maliba. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we just wanted, well, part of it was that we got invited to go to this comedy festival that, and Sam had picked all of us just at, not at random. I mean, we were like some of the best females, but the p- person running the festival didn't know any female comedians. Really? <laughs> uh, it's in Iowa. They don't have a ton of people out there anyways, yeah. but like they literally didn't know any female comedians. So Sam was like, these are the ones, you know, and the fine gents were already going out there as a group. And then the, the person who ran that festival just sort of assumed that we were also a group. He's like, what's your group name? And we're like, hey, we could actually do that. Oh, yeah. And we're like, let's just make one. Honestly, it was just like, let's just make a group so that we can get shirts and go take them to this festival and sell them. You know, like yeah. we just wanted to make more money, even though we were like on the fly making this group up or whatever. So, but then it was like, I had always, always wanted to be a fine gent, like so bad. <laughs> like I had no. Yeah. For those that don't like, know, fine gents with yeah. Sam Talent, Chris Charpentier yeah. and uh Nathan Lund and one other Bobby Crane. Bobby Crane. Um, yeah, and that's like, and there's always been groups of like men. There's the Growlix. There was uh, back in the day was like I stole your baby is one of them. <laughs> Heard um, of that one. <laughs> deep, deep fried nothing or something. Yeah. Which Jordan was actually I think part of uh, when she was uh, being a man, uh, but she transitioned. Um, but by the time it was Pussy Bros, she had transitioned or whatever but um but there was always these groups but it was always dudes and it was like oh well we could we should just do this like there's no nobody else is doing it and uh um that's where we started and then people were like supporting it so and excited about it Mm -hmm. so we're like okay i guess we'll get excited about it you have like it's it's like i think the the power in those groups is shows get grown around that group yes it's very true uh 
And well, our main focus was also just like at that time, male headliners were not taking females. Like, so there was comics who were not nearly as good as as us, but getting all this road work and road stage time and getting better just because these male headliners would only take men. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were like, well, we want people to travel with, so we'll just travel with each other. Like it it really was like based off of just wanting to be on the road more and feeling like- I see that being a huge problem with- going on the road is just like when you like, you can't share you could sometimes not share a room or yeah i mean you can you can uh just the men have to like remember that we're not gonna fuck you <laughs> <laughs> like i know oh. it, i know that that like blows your mind but i'm not there to have sex with you and oh. like they forget that they're like I, if we go together we share a room we can't possibly not have sex you're like what is happening <laughs> So I personally um, can't imagine doing like the the idea of just like oh yeah I'm just gonna have sex with a comic really quick yeah um well that's my entire dating life but Is not really? on the road oh, no okay. <laughs> no I haven't dated a comic in a year and I'm gonna keep it that way hell yeah, yeah. are you still uh still sober I know that's a weird question Mm-mm. nope hell yeah I'm hungover right now. <laughs> Uh, do you so, want a beer? No, I kind of <laughs> okay. do, but then I'll like literally fall asleep for the rest oh. of the day. I'll feel great, but I'll be like, good night, because I slept bad. But yeah. um, no, but I mean, I'm definitely like, I took time to be sober and mm-hmm. figure out how to like live in the world without drinking. And so I definitely drink much less now. Like yeah. I don't, it's like once every two weeks. Balancing act kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Once every two weeks, I'm like, you know, whatever, yeah. I'll go to Wide Right and um, you know, get, get shit housed or whatever, and then, <laughs> and that's just for fun, like hanging with Brent. That's I like just going supporting there. a local business. Yeah, it really. I mean, really, <laughs> it is. So, uh, their stuff is so cheap. You have to buy a lot of it. It's not your fault. Like you, in order to make an impact on their business, you have to get drunk. You got to do like, your part. <laughs> yeah, like these one drink for two dollars ain't gonna do it. You know, I'm just trying to be helpful i remember we did a the don't tell show together in denver once that was i it was the first time i realized maybe i shouldn't just ask every comic if i if they would like a beer that i brought or something like don't that don't tell what is that don't tell comedy it's the sh- it's no, there's secret shows oh that pop up. Yeah. yeah i don't know why i was like what is that i know that yeah we yeah. did yeah um no at the time i just wasn't I don't remember why. I mean, but sometimes I am drinking, and sometimes I'm like, no, I can't. I get like, I was right like, would you like a beer? And you looked at the beer for like a good four seconds. You're like, no. Yeah, <laughs> I really want to, uh, to drink. I don't really drink beer anymore at all. Like mm-hmm. the hangovers are so bad, and it just makes me feel fat. And <laughs> like, it's if so you want to really get it, it's so good. It's so I love good. beer. I love it so much. But I'm like, my body's like, no, all this gluten, all this sugar, yeah. you cannot. Like, I literally only drink tequila and soda water now. Because it's like less calories and I don't feel like, I mean, I still have a tiny headache right now, but I would feel much worse had I drank. So much sugar and booze. Yeah. So it really, my body just is like, I don't like this. And so I I honestly can't anymore, even though I just love it. I remember that show too, that show in the Don't Tell one, you, you, you shit all over this gal up front who was just like having a conversation the whole time. Like, what are we going to do tomorrow? Like. Oh, God, it was so bad. I remember that now. They were so drunk. I remember. I've done so many don't tells, but I remember that one now because they were just so hammered. 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 (laughs) And I literally, she wasn't even paying attention to me, like, totally Mm -hmm. 
ruining her life. She was like, so drunk that she was like, mm, who's she talking? She had no idea Matt? she was at a show. I was just like, wow, <laughs> this has happened to me. So don't tell us, dude, those B-O-I-O-Bs, man, people get hammered. They pregame to something they don't yeah. need to pregame to. I was at one, another one, like at a, a dance studio or a workout studio or something. And this girl, like in the middle of my set, you had to walk like towards the comedian behind the like past me in order to get to the door out and i'm just in the middle of a joke and she's just like excuse me and like (laughs) needs to like go and go to the bathroom and you're like okay all right so um but they're always good shows i love it and i can't wait for them to come back one day someday soon i know Uh, i feel bad for those dudes they were probably killing it all over the country i think comedy in general was killing killing it. it yeah Yep. You were going to, if you go to a bar in like Wyoming, like there's a killer comedy show. Probably. Yeah, I know. Everywhere. I mean, the fact that I'm still making the, I mean, I think that I am going till November 1st and then will not do another show until the beginning of the year. That's what it's looking like. Uh, right now, which is fine. That's fine. My like holiday seasons are always slow anyway. So for me, I'm just like, this is normal. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's no certainty because I, no. I I had this show I was so excited to do in Fort Collins and it's going to have you David and, uh-huh. and Steve come and do it uh, but I just started seeing the numbers and it's an indoor show yeah and, and you're just like I feel bad yeah even though like... even if it sells out I'm like oh because the the things that's mm-hmm. great for a comedy show sold out full room is just terrible for spiking yeah, numbers exactly of COVID. So it's just yeah like, I mean it. I'm running stick or treat tomorrow it's still an outdoor venue but they kind of like enclosed to the and that's canopy com- a little bit and yeah. i'm just like oh. it's like this balance between like man like life is sucks and like <laughs> can we have fun a little bit yeah just a little bit it's and not like, gonna be a super is- spreader no ish <laughs> <laughs> i hope i mean i'm telling everybody bring your own mic We'll have mic condoms. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to wear a mask if they're not on stage or like actively taking a bite of yeah. food or drink. Um, the comics are out of the tent, like on their in their own area. Nice. And you're doing what you like, can. Please. Yeah, you're not just like, like shoving people in a box and going, "Well, let's figure it out." Whatever. Yeah. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, I hope it's fine. And um, either way, like at the venue we're at, we're not even selling tickets, so people will be coming regardless of whether our show is there yeah. or not they would have been there so I i'm gonna feel go a little less fun. yeah i was thinking about being kyle pogue but i don't think anyone was gonna get it <laughs> yeah we don't <laughs> let people we only let one person be inside baseball this year uh, yeah, we yeah. try to limit that a lot but yeah you could probably do a great pogue oh just because you get a mustache and go hey everyone yeah. yeah i mean you don't even have to change your voice that much no. honestly <laughs> people think i was a kid for a while and i've had uh ben roy thought i was like i did a show with him and he's like dude great set kyle and i was like that's he's like that all new stuff kyle i'm like yeah yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, totally new stuff. Yeah. Weird. Oh man, that's hilarious. I love that so. uh, Sam was saying I was promoting on his podcast. He's saying like, "Yeah, stick or treat this uh, show that I came up all by myself and <laughs> <laughs> no one else." <laughs> yeah, but it's not even true. No. It's Matt, Mark Norman, and Matt Ruby out of um, L.A. Uh, they it's their show originally, and we've just you know ask them to license it and bring it here and we've had this is the third year we have so much fun every yeah. time uh even though like last year we didn't even make any money off of it but like it's fun yeah me and sam rarely do comedy if it's not for money that's how fun this show has to be <laughs> good yeah it's because ex- usually historically halloween night is dog shit 
for for shows. Yeah, it's dog shit for shows, and it's also just like, what else are we gonna do? Like, yeah. even and more. That's partly it this year too. It's like literally no one's gonna have anything else to do. Like, let's just have fun and do this thing, and yeah, people can be responsible for their safe like own safety and like it really is that's why i mean i do worry about spreading but i'm also just like you can do this safely it's up to you mm-hmm. whether you wear your mask constant you know the whole time or keep distance or do hand sanitizer I it's like, like that. you know like that's personal responsibility so even if for some reason people got covid i would just be like well it's like you could you have controlled that yeah. like it, everything you do now is a risk Everything has mm-hmm. more risk reward to it. Yep. Just even going to see your friends, risk reward. Right. Doing a podcast. Here we are. Risk. Here we are. Yeah. Risk reward. But, but I haven't talked to anyone in so long. I know. I'm just like, and oh, especially during the first months of quarantine, it's like, oh, I'm a crazy person deep yeah. down. Oh no. <laughs> I know. I can't sit with my own thoughts. Like, holy cow, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I. And we're about to go back into that. So I'm just like, whatever. I need to like. Last hurrah kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. I need to see some some peeps and I need to have fun. And then I'll it'll tide me over. Did for, you feel this when. What, yeah. What did you feel when things were starting to close down? The last couple shows were going. That the audiences were way fun. When the um, last. In couple, March? Yeah. I did not experience that. No. Like. So uh, it closed down on like. I don't know, the 17th, hard on the 17th of March. Uh, the weekend before that, I was at the Denver Comedy Lounge. The crowd was tiny. And I I was like, what? COVID? What? It was literally like, what? I had no idea what was coming. Yeah. Like, oh, I was about to get bitch slapped by life. And then, <laughs> and then the next weekend, March 14th and 15th, I was featuring uh, for John Novosad. He ended up canceling. So they brought in uh, Al Goodwin and... Uh, I was actually sick and I was like, oh God, I hope oh. I don't. But I also was like, this could be my last paycheck for yeah months. So I was like, uh, hmm, okay. And like, I ended up, I got an antibody test and I didn't have COVID at that time. But so I was on stage, like, don't cough, don't cough, don't cough. And the audiences, I was down at Looney's, they were stressed out. It seemed like they were stressed. So I didn't feel like they were mm-hmm. fu- fun, but that might've been me projecting my own stress because I was sick and I was like, oh my God, I hope I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. And I was supposed to do the last like show at Comedy Works that was thick skin, but I was like, I that one wasn't paying like guaranteed money. So I was just like, don't go nope. to that. But then when, you know, Monday or Tuesday when the like wall <laughs> went up, when everything... <laughs> crumbled like whew, you should have i was like i was crying like a baby like yeah. in, in my house it's like <laughs> like <laughs> just like you know the like out loud crying you haven't done since you were a kid like yeah where you're just like i need somebody to witness this yeah. sadness like the thing it was yeah. bad it was my roommates were like my my um there's a door like right into the living room from my room to their to the living room and I know my roommates could just hear me just like (laughs) and like yeah and then they were like and when I went out my they're both like very chill people but they're not like big into emotional things and they're just like uh if you need something I'm just put a cookie underneath the door I guess yeah (laughs) I went in the living room just still sitting in a chair just I mean, silent crying the whole night. I just sat and just like wept, tears, tear, just wept, 
and so mad. Like my family all voted for Trump. I'm just like, man, if they get COVID, oh, that's what they shit. fucking get. I was so mad. I was like, they could die. Whatever. That's what you get if you die. Whatever. <laughs> I was so mad. Like I was just because it was just my whole life was just gone. Where's your like, family from? Here. Here. Just yeah. the, they're the, just uh, in the burbs. The, the bougie. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the burbs and they're uh, they just love Trump so much. So my dad's like super fanatic. Still, it's really tough. Oh yeah. Yeah, even more so. More so. He's like one of the ones that did. Like my mom, it was at least like uh, he's a bad person sometimes, but he his he does things that I want closer to that than what the Democrats are doing. So I'm gonna vote for him. And I'm like, ugh. Yikes, buddy. Yeah, like me and my mom actually were doing a podcast about politics. Or really? we talking politics and trying to have these conversations, but I think we both just got so like, exa- it's exhausting. We were able to, I think it was good. We were able to model like having the discussions without getting angry. Yeah. But it was like emotionally exhausting just to even do that. You what know? was it called? It's called And the Truth. We might put out another episode or two maybe after the election, but um, if you want to listen to me talking politics with my mom and just being like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fuck. Yeah, you can just hear it. We had we did have a rule I'm not allowed to cuss cuz my oh. mom is all her friends are Christians. Uh, and is she? she wanted them. Oh yeah. Okay. When when the very first episode we were like explaining how we identify politically and I was like I'm a progressive cuz blah 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 and then I was like how do you identify and she's like first and foremost I'm a Christian. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then I'm a conservative and I was just like okay. It's a lot of boxes already wow. checked. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm trying to write another joke right now about like you can't talk <laughs> politics with like a Christian or anything because it's just like or like debate anything because it's mm. like you have magic on your side. Like <laughs> anything can happen. Yeah. You know, you can pull a miracle out yeah. anytime. At any you time, know? you can pull the lever that says, "Well, that's just God's. That's what that's God his wants." Plan. Yeah. yeah, and you're just like, I can't. That's not fair. I can't, can't argue that. that. Yeah. yeah. So. So annoying. That was like the Bill Nye debate with this one guy. You ever see that? Uh-uh. Bill, well, Bill Nye debated this guy who was a, like a, you know, a creationist oh, for two yeah. hours. Yeah. And his, his every time, but like Bill Nye would like put up like, well, That's here's fossils and mm-hmm. shit. And then he'd go like, well, there's a book out there called the Bible. It's <laughs> like, yeah. oh, fuck. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to begrudge anybody's like belief systems, but. However. Uh, however, <laughs> it's very uh, annoying. And then like. I even like was just like, hey, mom, like, what did you how did you feel when Trump like held that Bible up and used your religion as like a photo op? And she's like, we don't know what's in his heart. And I was like, yes, we do. He shows us every day. He's like, uh, he could have. I was like, he didn't even pray or anything. And she was like, well, he he might not like to pray in public. Your stepdad doesn't like he's shy. I'm like, Trump is not shy. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I think part of the reason she won't budge is because understanding that if she made a decision to go democrat she's also saying oh i'm not a christian anymore yeah and that like that level of like crossing that line it's so hard yeah, to do for her it's, that's what she views well honestly wow. i think she's a single issue voter on abortion and she doesn't want to admit it oh. but that if that's what that's the number one thing for her and so that's why she'll always vote republican regardless of the candidate regardless of anything else that they do yeah she doesn't she wants abortion to be illegal so man yeah that's so bonkers still and to me i'm like that's decided like we're not even why are we debating this anymore it's already done we're done like yeah i mean 
it, we're not. They can roll it back. But I'm in my mind, I'm just like, this shouldn't even be a discussion anymore. We should be spending a lot more of our energy and time on something completely different. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to have an abortion, don't have one. I've heard that some people are starting to do like, you should be able to abort them when they're one. You know, like yeah. just trying to push it even farther that way. So that Yeah, <laughs> they're just like trying to. Yeah, they're all like, ugh. <laughs> It's awful. Yeah. It's awful. When it's anyways. always good talk though, you know? Yeah. Politics are great nowadays. Yeah, we can't I mean, it's all you can really think about the election. I don't know when this goes out, but the election is Yeah, Stickle Sticker Treat will be over. Election will be over by the mm-hmm. time this podcast comes out. Uh but So um Man, I mean, the election probably won't be over by the time this comes out because yeah. <laughs> he'll be fighting years. it. Yeah. It'll be in the courts and then they'll pick Trump because he's stacked in courts. But uh, yeah. nowadays, I feel like more than crying. more more than ever, you should just just be in the now. Just yep. sit. All right. Yep. Just good water. That's what I've been really focusing on. Just like you're taken care of. But right now, like you've made money to get you through this time. Just chill, like yeah. create create yeah create if you, although yeah. most of the time my creating is just me like on my phone uh <laughs> procrastinating creating but it's gonna happen yeah. i'm gonna write a book i'm gonna fuck yeah do stuff what's yeah. the book gonna be about um i really want it to be so i've been teaching stand-up here for about a year and a half at it's used to be voodoo it's now rise theater yeah. uh and i just have a lot of um Sort of philosophies in my te- that have popped up in my teaching that I feel like can be applied to just like life in general. So it's more just like it'll be about how to be a stand up, but like if you're not a stand up, still the concepts should be able to like help you. Yeah. In other parts of like your life, the practicality of stand up. Yeah, thing. or like just your relationships, or just being a person. It's almost like being able to be alone. It's almost like anti codependence yes. sort of type of thing. Like what I learned. It's kind of like what I learned about relationships from standing on stage completely alone. You know, like it's sort of like, because on stage, like I grew up in a very, like I think even my family is very codependent. Like they live their lives, like their relationship is, being in a relationship, being with somebody is like the most important thing. And I've had to really retrain my brain. I've been so focused on it. And even now I get really like, oh God, I want a boyfriend. I want to have somebody. And it's just like gross. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's, (laughs) but like, it's not gross, but it's just like the fact that I want it so badly is like, I'm Mm -hmm. sure that's what makes, keeps me single anyways. But I have gotten away from like truly believing that I'm not a full person without a relationship. Yeah. You know, but it's taken a lot of work, but I've learned a lot of that and breaking away from that from stand up. So it's really It forces you be, to, right? Yeah. It, you're it's a it's uh it's not a team sport really. No. <laughs> so uh, I know we pretend we act like it is and if it is it's between you and the audience, but it's not you don't have anybody as far as um people to help make you funny. Like even when you're in a comedy group, you don't it's yeah. like that makes it even harder. So uh, that's what I want to write about. And I, I've had a lot of stuff and a lot of my st- and it came from I mean, I have the best students. They're all such great people. And just them encouraging me like, man, I would read a book that comes from, you know, 
the things you teach in this class and stuff. So a lot of it's already been developed. I just have to like get it on nice. paper now. So that's such a good thing to do too. Is if yeah. you make a book and it sells, you're like, all right, now yeah. I can. I don't think it's gonna sell, but it'll be there. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta make shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just gotta make it, and they're definitely not gonna buy it if it's not available to buy. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think it can be. It could. There's so many comedy nerds out there, even if you don't do stand up, yeah. that are like, oh, I want to know how to do it, and like I can show you i can tell you it's I more mean, popular than ever too stand up it is it's yeah 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 i asked john novice the other day i was like because i was freaking out because i'm like man i'm writing jokes i don't know if any of them are good i don't have uh-huh. as much stage time and i asked john novice i was like what books did you read that about comedy that you really liked like that you uh-huh. really felt it helped you and like he gave me like a list of them told me which ones were good for what can i get that yeah absolutely <laughs> Uh, I always want to know too. I'm always pulling books. Like I pull from everything to teach. I love it. I love to like, I know people give comedy classes, like they turn their nose up at it or they just, you know, but it's because most of the time people who are teaching them are frauds. Uh, Yes. That's most all all the theater world of teaching stuff is a lot of it's just frauds, especially acting. But I am not. So (laughs) I'm a good one. (laughs) I'm really good at stand up, and I'm really good not only at stand up, but I'm a good teacher. Yeah. Which a lot of stand ups are not good teachers. You used to substitute teach, didn't you? Um, I used to actually teach. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And I, no, it's fine. Uh, I, yeah, I have my teaching degree here. I actually was teaching a pod of these little first graders and kindergartners who couldn't, had to do virtual learning, which it's impossible for that age oh for God. them to like be doing that. So that's what I spent, you know, a good portion, like five or six weeks doing. And then they went back to class and I'm pretty sure they're going to come back out of class here in a minute. My little basement classroom is still set up. I'll go back to, yeah. to that. But no, I have, uh, so I, I actually taught and then I substitute taught a lot, but that's hardly teaching. Yeah. But do you uh, feel like stand up and substitute teaching is like, are you, is your hecklers in a substitute class? Do you shut them down like immediately? <laughs> yeah. No. Cause kids are so much meaner. Oh my and, God. Like, <laughs> I mean, when I did substitute teaching, I would almost always only substitute teach high school because it's so much easier. It's like they just want to look at their phone. I just want to look at my phone. Let's be cool. I'll be cool. (laughs) But like those middle schoolers uh, are awful. And then kindergarten, they're really nice usually, uh, but they just – um, they need you to like be present the whole time. And I'm like, I don't get paid enough to actually like teach you (laughs) guys stuff. Like you're literally (laughs) making $13 an hour. It's like I'm not going to try that hard yeah. sorry my so. mom's a, a kindergarten teacher and my girlfriend she's getting her master's in teaching right now mm-hmm. just and it yeah see I, I went into one kindergarten class to like read to my mom's class once uh-huh. i was like how do you do this it's i mean <laughs> crazy those kids in a home like what it was hard it was like nine first graders and kindergartners and they're not in their normal environment and there's not necessarily enough room all the time and you're just like, please put the caps back on the markers. Just constantly, you're trying not to let these kids destroy their these parents' home. <laughs> it's <laughs> off, but they're great. They're great kids. I love them so much. Like, but it is, it's work for sure. For sure, it's hard. I was tired. I was I tired. Oh yeah. The first week I came home from that job, I was just like. I did the crying again. I was just like, this isn't my life. Like, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. Like, but I have to because com- comedy's dead right now. It's just on life support. Oh, right man. Now, so. It's the arts in general are screwed right now, too. Yeah. 
Uh, it's just going to be a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to, you know, make stuff, other stuff, and write our books. And by write books, I mean think about it mostly <laughs> just a think lot. About it. And then just be like, what's this YouTube video, you know? The amount of time I spend watching, like, pimple-popping videos, I'm one of those freaks. <laughs> like, I could have been a doctor. Oh, you could, yeah. You've gone through have, the schooling to go do yes. it. Yes. <laughs> I could have. It's addicting. It, it is. There's I can't. so many addicting things out there nowadays, yeah. too. And it like sucks you in and the algorithm gets you and you're just like, ah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Or I'm just like, I got to listen to this podcast about spooky ghosts. <laughs> like, I have to, apparently. I don't yeah, even know. I've already listened to two hours of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I was listening on the way up. That's where that came from. But anyways. <laughs> so, but it's cool. Like. I'm surviving. I'm, I feel very lucky to, again, to be where I'm at in the comedy scene. Uh, I feel so, like, I, I'm still trying to help, you know, my, my students with a lot of potential get spots. I've, I've been happy that I can do that. And I have a little bit of leverage to do that. Um, but for, for, like, you guys that are a lot newer and, like, you've been out and around, but, like, there's... Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, man, to get that stage time. Y'all, like, those of you who, like, mics were your main form of stage time, and then every once in a while you would get a show. Um, Mm -hmm. Just Not because you're, like, a bad comic, just where you're at in the hierarchy and the, you know, in the line if you will like i feel bad man it's got to be really tough to like and i I think that stage time that trickles down because i think the headliners like oh i feel bad for the features and the features like man i feel bad for the open micers and the open micers like man i feel bad for no one's done it yet and they want to do it yeah you're never gonna get started i know well that's the hardest part about teaching right now is me convincing them that (laughs) it's gonna come back (laughs) like a it is a legitimate art form that exists in the world. Yeah. But a lot of people just take my class because they just want to get better at public speaking and they, you know, they just like comedy. They don't really have a big, I'm the one that's like, if you want to be famous. And they're like, uh, they're like, I just wanted to try it. I just wanted to under, I like comedy. I just want to understand it. Please don't make Mm -hmm. me quit my day job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, like, I'm just like, I have to tell them at the beginning. I'm like, I get really excited about this, but please know that you can have some, amount any level of enthusiasm up yeah. towards stand-up you know i have a student right now that walked in and she's just like i hate humor and i just wanted to <laughs> not hate it i know it's been wild wow that's a disorder right feeling good it i is, hate feeling good yeah she was just like well she's just like i don't get it i don't get any like humor i don't get jokes and i was and she has proven herself correct (laughs) uh she can be funny though like that's like that's the thing that she's the only person i've ever had that fell asleep in my class wow because she's like i'm bored comedy is boring i don't know she must need some serious like just what what is entertaining for her uh i don't know (laughs) it's really hard like i showed her a a joke about berbiglia about him performing for the muppets yeah yeah it's a good you know it's a good joke i don't i have never watched a ton of the muppets but it's like you should culturally still be able to understand the joke yeah and she was like i don't know i didn't get any of that i don't know what the i've never watched the muppets is she a Mennonite? What the hell? I know. I was just like, uh, <laughs> you you, she has a daughter. I'm like, how could you do that to your child? Right. <laughs> Never let them see the. I was like, have you seen Sesame Street? Have you seen anything? Like, she's like, nope. And I was like, oh my God. I feel like Man. you're just being difficult right yeah, now. She might maybe. just be 
Anyways, but yeah, she bud. sent me like all these word maps of different joke ideas. And I'm like, you could be funny. Like this stuff is hilarious, <laughs> especially since you are so crazy. Like she's just like, I need my daughter to move out when she's 18. I cannot do this. That anymore. point of view would be fucking hilarious. But too. she also she's so serious about it that it's like, oh, you're not doing it <laughs> right. Oh, no. Like you if she doesn't want to show people how like much she hates being a mom like she thinks it makes it her look bad mm -hmm. and i'm like i mean yeah but like that's the point of comedy is kind of showing everybody you're bad and they can be like i'm bad like you the vulnerability I mean, yeah. of it yeah yeah so anyways man have you done any uh because you were saying that you're not you're not getting a boyfriend but i see your bumble profiles always make me laugh that oh you yeah post. <laughs> uh i haven't done those in a while i should do them i have been on dating sites like i've just gone i've been on hinge like recently because i was like you're not going to meet anyone in this world. I was like, you actually have to try. You have to try. Yeah. And it's been a nightmare. I'm sure. I was like matching with people and then, but it's like, because I have a disability, it's such a weird, and that's why I started the Bumble thing anyways, is because when you have a disability or you have something different about you, dating sites are just like a nightmare because it's like, they I'm have sure. so many options. Why would they choose somebody who's like, I can't, go hiking with you sorry yeah, and like no oh, nuance yeah 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 or like and somebody with a, no yeah with like but i um i tried it just to see i was like hey like i'm not here to promote but here's a video of my stand-up because it's the easiest way to know me and mm -hmm. if you don't like it you won't like me oh, yeah. right and ever since i did that not any matches <laughs> whoa so, is it intimidating you think I think it'd be intimidating. I don't know. Was it like a sold out show, stand up? It was yeah, it was comedy works. Yeah. I I'm not I'm not gonna show up a tape where I didn't crush. Like that'd be insane. <laughs> that'd be insane. Uh but it'd be bombing. But like I also wrote the hardest part about telling people I'm a stand up up front is like a lot of the dudes that I'll match with, they don't actually like me. They just like really wanna be a stand up comic. And they're like oh, Yeah. It happens God. all the time. And you're just like, okay. Can I, can I guess spot for you? Oh, well, shit. Well, yeah, they think they're like, we could do it. There was a guy that I hung out with uh, for uh, like a month and a half. We were hanging out. And then he was like, I have to tell you. We were sitting at Pete's on Colfax. And he said, I have to tell you something. I was like, okay. And he's like, <laughs> and keep in mind, okay, <laughs> hold on. Let me go back. This is a great story. Yes. Okay. So I was... Um, I had done the thing where I sent him my tape after we had been chatting for a minute and I was getting nervous because a lot of times I'll tell him and then it's That's like hilarious. silence forever. It's like silence. And then they're like, oh yeah, like later. But, uh, but he was like, oh, I have a diagnosis too. And I was like, oh, and he's like, I have schizophrenia. And I was like, ooh, <sighs> but I was like. My insecurity, like, that nobody could love me because I have a disability, I was like, I can't, I can't do that to him, <laughs> oh, no. right? And that's really dark, but that's just the truth. Yeah. Uh, that's how, I mean, everybody has a thing about them that they probably feel like I'm unlovable because of this, but, but mine's just really t visual. <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, but I didn't want to, like, be the person that I'm afraid. I'm afraid everyone out there is like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Right? So, I'm like, I'm going to this. We were having a nice conversation. He was a cool dude. So, we, I did hang out with him. It was fine. Like, his schizophrenia is, like, under control. It wasn't, like, weird. I mean, I was just, like, 
worried all the I was like is it happening you know like you Are know you, if you? he like laughs too hard I'm just like oh no like is this I don't know what it looks like you know uh so I was a little nervous about it so that part was on me but then like and it was fine we were hanging out uh and he was he was a nice guy and he was super excited about me and that's always really nice but then like a month and a half in he we were sitting at Pete's and he's like I have to tell you something and I was like okay and he's like, I've been writing jokes and I want to do, I want to do stand up. And I was like, oh. fuck. I was like, I could deal with schizophrenia. I cannot deal with you <laughs> wanting to be a stand up comedian. Um, and I basically told him, you have to either, if you want to try stand up, we can't date. Like, I just can't do that. Yeah. I, I dated the last, like, not the last really big relationship I had I felt really used by by that person that they like really in, uh enjoyed um getting spots because of who yeah. I am and they oh, they shit. gained from that uh and so I just don't want to be in a situation where it's like I can only help their career yeah by dating me um and and it wasn't I just want to say it wasn't Andreas Andreas is great <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to be clear. Yeah. Because he did never, he never was. But, it, but, but I just want to, I don't want anyone to listen to this and speculate yeah. and be like, Andreas. Disclaimer, disclaimer. It's not. Andreas, yeah. you're very great and you work really hard at stand up and you never <laughs> tried to use my status that's for the, your own gain. That's the difficult thing about it, right? Is right. Like, whenever I see people who are comics dating, I'm like, I'm rooting for you. Yeah. I'm rooting. Well, when I was younger, it was easier because there's a lot of comics that were funnier than me and it's like, I, you know, like, and no female gains from the man being funnier. Everyone's just like, yeah, that's fine. But when it's like a female, <laughs> the men like can gain from that. I don't know why, but uh, so I don't want to date somebody who's newer at comedy than me, which yeah. or not as good at comedy as me. So that means there's nobody left. <laughs> nobody left to date. Sorry. Uh, no. Um, but. Uh, there's perks to it though right because if, if you were dating a comic it's like oh we're gonna hang out the bar together yeah we'll like you set. can still that's the that's the easiest part is like you're like okay i can hit the mic i can hit my show they and they understand right mm -hmm. like the i was hanging out with somebody just recently and i and and i was like uh tuesday's my only night off hint Hint, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he like didn't ask me out. And then I'm like, and then every other time he's like, oh, you want to hang out? And I'm like, I mean, at 1130 at night when I'm done. And it was like, so you can't. But it's like, they don't listen that mm. you're like, this is my schedule. Like, this is where I have time. Jump on that time. Right. They don't like uh, normal dudes don't think like that or don't want to do that or whatever. They want you to be more available. It's a special So whenever person. they feel like it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is a special person. Are you out there? Okay, anyways. <laughs> so I told that guy, I told the schizophrenia guy, you have to, you can, either you can do comedy or you can date me. You cannot yeah. do both. And he was just like, and I was like, well, I, I honestly feel like you're just going to wish you were doing comedy the whole time we're dating if you don't do it. And then he tried it. He did it. He did his first set at, uh, mm -hmm. Denver Bicycle Cafe, and he did okay, but because I helped his jokes. Ugh. Is it John Christ? Yes. No. <laughs> um, 
no. Uh, <laughs> I did give I did give John Chris a note on his jokes. Uh, oh shit! When when I opened for him and he met, he texted me the other day, he's like, "That joke's working now. Thank you." Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah. Did so, you get a couple thou? Uh, I know. I was like, <laughs> uh, well, I was like, if you want to like, uh, I well, I do love diagnosing jokes. You literally could be like, "Here's my joke. What's wrong? Why it's not working? I don't know why." Yeah. And I will be like, "I I can." usually see it. it's the like matrix. a math equation yeah. yeah i'm like okay this is why this is not adding up um i've gotten really good at that so i told him like if you ever need anybody just so that like if he does want a writer one day i'm like i'm here i'll show you that mm. i can do this so that's the money pot huh yeah yeah there i've gotten money from that uh mm -hmm. for writing for big comics like that so and uh, you're not supposed to after say after i said right? no i'm not allowed to say yeah. um but after uh after I sent that, he did not <laughs> respond. So, um, but then, okay, so back schizophrenia guy never did comedy again, and we didn't date. And so, oh, wow. on my Hinge profile after my video, which is maybe another reason why I was like, please don't, you won't, we will not get along if you also want to be a comedian. So that could honestly, because what dude doesn't yeah. secretly in his heart want to be a stand-up? So like that mm -hmm. might be the thing that's getting me, keeping me from matching. You know what's weird about that too is you, when you say everyone wants to be a comic. I think they think it's every one man thing. Yeah, every man. Sorry, every man. Sorry, every man. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I wish every female wanted to be a comedian. Hey, me too. I I, I don't think it's good when you have shows that are half women and there's only a dude. There's only dudes on stage. There's no perspective for yeah. them to laugh at too. Yep. But yep. um. I think it's funny when people think like what being on stage and do, like crushing as a comedian is like, and mm -hmm. what what it's like when you actually cru the feeling of actually crushing a room. Yeah, is insane. Yeah, I mean, I will. Even though I might be alone forever, if I have that, I'll be okay. Bingo. So <laughs> yeah, because crushing when you crush a room and you got paid to nothing. do it too. I oh mean, my god, there's nothing better really mm -hmm. there's not i mean even last night i just ran a bunch of new stuff and it went good and i was just like fuck that's yes. the best feeling too yep yep oh, got so, new gold look at this gold i found yep yeah. yep i did it i did it i still got it like, yep. you're just like thank god the well isn't dry <laughs> like that's just how you're feeling all the time but um but i also i also think that because i'm teaching i honestly i'm constantly going jokes, jokes, oh, that would be a funny joke, oh, that would be a funny joke, oh, this is a thing, like, oh, my friend has this joke, and I'm like, that's probably so boring for people to list, like, that's not a comic to listen to. But I've given so much of my time and energy to becoming a full-time comic that it's like, I don't have, I'm realizing I don't have enough other facets, facets of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> when I took away stand up, I was like, what would I even talk about? What am I? With somebody? Yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck. Yeah. You know, I was like, what? Literally, what would I even talk about to somebody other than yeah. stand up? So I can understand also that maybe I'm just fucking boring. Where did you learn way. to write jokes? Did you just start doing it? And oh, I just, yeah, I just started doing it. Yeah. And then I really didn't understand how I was doing it or why it was working until I had to teach it to other people. And then it, uh, phenomenally helped my joke writing. Set so. up, punch, syllables, rule yep. of threes. What other things are there? That yeah, you oh, could, you so could, many yeah. things. There's, I mean, it feels like it's endless. Right. Uh, I mean, the premise, I mean, I think the whole joke writing really comes down to, uh, it, it looks a lot like the scientific method where, really? yeah, you pose a question. You, know, you remember that. You yeah. pose a question. 
Your premise is actually the hypothesis. That's your guess for what's going to happen. That's the answer to your question. And then the joke is like the actual experiment. And then your final punchline is your conclude, like the conclusion of your. You probably just helped like four thousand comics, I right? Know. <laughs> I shouldn't give this shit away for free. Read the book. Read the book. It'll be ready in seven years. What are you gonna call uh, it? Just, I don't know yet. I don't know. Uh, did you have an idea? <laughs> just goofing. I don't know. Just goofing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a funny one. Uh, no, I have no idea. Uh, Serious business or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Well, I wanted to read. Have you heard of the like? tennis book that's like about more about just performance psychology in general like he applies it to tennis but it's like performance psychology ideas that anybody could um do i think it's just like the the principles of tennis or something and so you don't even think of it as like a performance psychology thing but it is for everybody it's great everybody should read it I don't remember what it's called. Tennis, tennis, really helpful, <laughs> really helpful plug. Um, I probably have it on my Audible. It doesn't matter. Anyways, yeah. you, have, you can fill the time while I. Oh yeah, uh, promo code Goofin to get her book. Yeah, Goofin. Uh, it's on the. It's on a. It's not on Amazon or anything. It's yeah. just like you. You have to yell you it. Yell it into the street, <laughs> and the book will fall. Um, but. What's the what's the lineup for Stick or Treat this year? Even Ooh. though it's uh, even though it's not going to be something people who are listening is going to go to, but sure. Um, it, 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 I don't, know don't the premise, have any. You what? What you say? Oh, if they don't know the premise, isn't it? Right. Comics dress up as other comics yes. and do their sets. So you do. Yeah, you don't even do their sets. You have to do like. You have to do an homage set. So you have to uh, capture their essence. Yes, capture their essence with your own stuff so um everyone does two minutes other than me and sam we goof between each person a lot and it's just are you just dressing up like just random halloween costume or um no my idea we still have to go to goodwill today so this (laughs) plan could change yeah but i uh, the initial idea i had was for us to host it as both as roseanne We've never been the same character before. So if we're, and honestly, like visually, Roseanne is where we intersect. <laughs> sure, it for sure is. Like we could both dress up as Roseanne and look like Roseanne. That's such a good one. So that's, um, that's the idea that we have right now, but we could go to Goodwill and Man, who knows what could happen. That is so good just on a scale. Sam's like eight, four. Uh-huh. And, you're... and I'm tiny. Yeah. I'm very tiny, but <laughs> both still we could both be Roseanne. <laughs> Um, and it's always fun. I have always been a man though. Like every year, the first year I was Jeff Foxworthy and Sam was, um, Ray Romano. <laughs> Perfect for him. Just only cause he can do the voice. Oh, it's like the only oh. voice he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last year he was Lisa Lampanelli and I was, um, <laughs> Russell Brand. Oh, fantastic. Uh, my costume was great. My accent very bad no uh, i can't even do it i can't i was every time i, I was just like it's turning into australian oh and I might, yeah yeah i was like i can't <laughs> I, I mean but that kind of made the fact that we're so bad like we are not good at impressions of people the fact that we're so bad sort of like disarms everyone else because everyone's always yeah. like i'm not really like a characters person i'm not really and it's like it's not about that it's about like just having fun and like mm-hmm being silly but some people have done it so well so we'll see what happens this year our lineup is lighter just because a lot of people don't want to um perform which is 
Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's understandable. And I'm fine with having a shorter show and everything. But um, we got some good people out there doing some funny stuff. So, so. we got two Roseannes. Nathan Lund is Tom Segura. Yes. And then what are some other ones? Because um, you said there's one uh, home team, like someone that's going to be on stage. Oh, yeah. Noah Reynolds <laughs> wants playing. to be Mudflap uh, McGrew. <laughs> nice. That's the only local... But he's such a character that, and also Noah's, I don't know what, Noah will say he's Mudflap. He'll do something completely different that has nothing to do with Mudflap, maybe. You know, like yeah. he was being Nanette last year and he came out like <laughs> basically just like crocodile, like, or whatever, Steve Irwin. Uh, that sounds funny as hell. I saw a photo of Patrick Richardson and Matt Kobos as Penn and Teller. Oh, yeah. Two years ago, they did that. That one was great. Damn. Um, so good. Uh, the Zach Moss and Steve Vanderplug are reprising their roles as the Sklar brothers. Oh, right on. Uh, yeah, there should be, uh, Josh Blue might come to be Hedberg. I haven't. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. He wants to, but who knows? Um, so nice. yeah, it'll, nice. be, it'll I would, just be fun. I saw Sam's, uh, now wife was, was him one year. How, yeah. Did she got a good impression of Sam? Uh, yes. She... <laughs> To a T. That was so funny. I <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, she was being Sam. She was wearing his clothes. She was like, she's tiny as well. And mm -hmm. she had his overalls on and <laughs> just was doing it. It was hilarious. So that's a good um, time. It's so good that you're doing a show that you're excited about. Because that's, yeah. that's the the thing that I most I love the most is when I have a calendar that's full. Mm -hmm. And it's like security. I can yeah. do the thing I love and get a little scratch. Yep. Yep. But yep. yeah, it's it's good that you have that little nugget. Yeah, it's just been something to look forward to. And then on Sunday, uh, the clouds roll in. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, when no. I saw Denver was like, we're making things more restric restricted. It was yeah. like, damn. It was like, I mean, I knew that was happening, but I'm just like, Ugh. Do you have to do anything differently because of it? I mean, everyone has to have their own mic. We have to clean the mics. We have to have um, mic condoms on uh, on the mics. Yeah, we're doing what we can. Um, yeah. They're outside, so we're trying to make, hopefully everybody will be warm enough. So, I mean, it's definitely not, it's the only venue that, w outside venue that was big enough to have such a large lineup because mm -hmm. it's like 25, 30 people just on the show yeah. that doesn't include the audience so indoor restrictions are made made it really hard to like um find a place but my it's actually one of my students she's the one that started running the shows oh at nice central market and so once i saw that place i was like this is the only place that's really big enough to um yeah. have what we need everything so. that was terrible for comedy before like oh this venue sucks is now like this is the best this venue is for the comedy. only way yeah, <laughs> yeah i know i would never want to uh, i mean i'll never ever worry about outside comedy ever again in my whole life nope. it was all a myth it's like don't wear shorts don't go outside comedy it's like yeah. well that seems well to be myth. it's not it's not great i think we're just forgetting how good it could be I did a it's show. Been so long. Have you done any shows where it's like the rules were definitely being broken in every way? Because um, I did one in, yes. in, in the out at May Farms, and uh -huh. it was packed shoulder to shoulder. And oh. I was like, "Oh, I better just get the yeah get on we stage." We did get a out of here. we did a show end of May. Me and Sam and Steve Vanderplug, we went up to Casper where they think it's a hoax, <laughs> oh, and it was yep. just a full room. But yeah. did you get that old time comedy where it's like? Boom, laughter. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. It was so nice. Good times. But we were also like, 
looking at everybody's faces like, I hope this doesn't kill you. (laughs) (laughs) I hope we didn't bring COVID. Yeah. You know, P.S. I'm so mad right now. These tests, man, I did a test on Tuesday and I still haven't heard. And it's like, why would this even be helpful? Oh, up here north in in Larimer County, it's 24 hours. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's free. Three to two to five days. Two to five. Well, you probably have more people getting tested down there, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. But I'm still just like without rap. If everything's not a rapid test, all of this is useless, basically. Yeah. I mean, I try. I don't understand why everything isn't just rapid test. Right. I I usually get tested and I just don't see people. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, I flew home from Texas this week. That's why I got a test and I, I beat, I haven't known anybody that's exposed. But anyways, I'm sorry if I get you sick. Hey, no problem. Everyone's going to get it. Seems to be. We are. That is the rule. We're just trying not to get it at the same time. Right. So. Uh, what's it like being like one of the biggest role models for women in the Denver comedy scene? Oh, wow. That's a big, um, <laughs> it feels good. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely been a goal of mine because I felt like when I was brand new, there wasn't anybody really. Um, there were the comics at the club, but, uh, like Nora was the only one I ever saw with any regularity. Um, and, but I didn't see her out working she wasn't at mike's she wasn't accessible like i would only see her at the club once every four months maybe right um and and nancy was busy being a mom so she wasn't out uh at all so i really had i didn't feel like there was any role models so it's always been my goal to be a role model uh to get to that point you know where i'd these younger women don't have to wait for men to take them on the road. I can do it. So that's been the goal. Um, there's been like pushback from younger comics that are just like, stop trying to mentor us, you freak. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I just wanted to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, uh, I like they you. They think I'm like self-important. <laughs> Maybe I am, but it's like, I really take it seriously. Like, I want to have that, you know? And I, so it's awesome. And, and it's also just showing me that it can be done you know, a different way. So I have a whole group of female students who still get together and write almost on a week, you know, every other week. Um, And they're just so supportive of each other and they can go out to shows or mics and they're not like being hit on all the time. And they're not like uh, feeling pressure to like just be around shitty dudes who make shitty jokes or whatever. They have each other. And and it was like, I wish I had had that you know and it's like just so cool to watch them be doing it differently you know and they're all my age or or younger but they're just able to support each other in a way that I didn't have I when I was younger I was always looking to dudes like I hope you like my stand-up and I want you to like it uh so that that's when I'll know I'm good and it's just like not dudes don't make the same humor so it's like not even ridiculous it's not even it's just a different thing. Yeah. And I think what's cool about what you did is, I, especially when I was getting into the scene and starting to see that stamp was even a thing where I lived, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, oh, I can see people, if that person can crush and do this thing in this mm-hmm. place, maybe I can too. Yeah. And a woman doing that with you is Yeah. Awesome. I mean, if if I had never seen Josh Blue do stand-up, I never probably would have even thought I could have done yeah. it. So that was a role model in a different way. I never saw somebody making fun. We didn't make fun of my disability at home. We didn't even talk about it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't even have the language to sort of, like, start making jokes about that, right? So seeing him was a huge, uh, like, 
light switch in my brain that like maybe I could do this um, when I was younger. So when I came across my first open mic, I was like, I know how to do this. Now I have like a little bit of a blueprint. But yeah, it's important for women to have that same thing. And we have so many more women now than we used to. And I can't say that that's me directly, but I'm hoping that I've created an environment that helps them stick around. Because I think that I don't think it's that women aren't funny. I just think that they have to go through so much bullshit in order to stick around that they don't you know yeah so and everyone's like oh they don't want to i you know they don't want to promote i mean and i've been in the past like oh they don't want to promote women at the club because just because but it's like women aren't getting good enough to become a pro at the club because they're just not sticking around long enough to do it it's not that women aren't as funny it's just like they have have a stamina to go through a lot more yeah crap you know i've had students message me after they go to like a few open mics and they're just like jesus this is like so misogynistic all the time yeah and i'm like yeah you just have to just yep you get the edge lords coming up every day you just have to like stomach it and it sucks because then they get up and they are new but they're also just doing more like feminist type humor and then they don't get the laughs that like dude uh, talking about pussies got and they're just like what's the point of me even doing comedy mm-hmm. right yeah so, um but hopefully if they have friends with them they can feel a little bit more incentivized to stick you around. got peers you, grow, you yep. build each other up yep you can men have been doing it forever we can we can do it <laughs> so can you yeah. yeah yeah well thanks for coming in today this was fun well, thank you yeah appreciate it uh thanks for calling me a role model i'll remember that in the middle of december <laughs> when i'm like i'm not even a comedian anymore yeah. uh also one more thing i saw online uh you had a little thing between you and josh blue who was more palsy oh yeah <laughs> that was a long time yeah yeah uh that was fun that was actually my idea was it no cool. uh, yeah josh had never done that show and i was like this seems like it would be so hilarious i actually have the poster of oh, that cool. show like framed um in my room uh the artwork was by chris charpentier was really good artwork but yeah and that's probably like the most viewed video i have in the world <laughs> i kicked his ass you so did. hard <laughs> he did not know how to write for that mm-hmm. um but uh I don't read the comments on it because everybody loves Josh so much that they're just like, oh, should have read off a of paper, oh. which for that show, it's like you wrote those jokes that day for yeah. that one time. You're never going to say him again. It's like you don't know it by heart. Yeah. So Internet but they goblins. were just like, oh, well, she thinks she's so funny. Yeah. So I just don't read it because it was a good I, I love it. I've, I've gotten more people saying I've seen that video than um, anything else I've done. So I'm glad he was. He's always been really nice to like want to participate in things like that with me. So like we've done power hour against each other awesome. and that. And then he takes me on the road uh, w- to open, which is great. I've worked, you know, such amazing clubs and um, even headlined my first like funny bone just because he was awesome. taking me with him. So I'm very grateful for his support and his um just being around and stuff we don't even really do i mean we both talk about our disability i wouldn't even say our comedy's similar in any way so like it it still works i saw him crush the first time i saw him i was like oh i'm terrible at comedy yeah (laughs) yeah he crushes so hard uh and his fans like his people love him Mm -hmm. uh and yeah he's a sharp writer 
and uh incredible yeah. performer yep yeah he knows how to it's just like he doesn't know how to do anything else either mm-hmm. like we're both in that boat now we're like we don't have anything else to do <laughs> if this goes under sure. like we have no other skills we're gonna have to file for disability and <laughs> get on food stamps and shit but no Chris Dubuque, everyone, let's hear it for her. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter or Instagram at Kabuchsy. That's uh, C-A-B-U-C-H-S-Y on Twitter and Instagram. Kabuchsy. Or just look up Chris Dubuque. You'll probably find it. Um, yeah, I hope you're all doing good, man. Thanks for t- listening to the show. I love doing it. I love meeting new people, and she's a very funny comic. We got more to come uh, every Sunday, new shows. And I got some brand spanking new stickers that if you listen to the show, just hit me up, and I'll send you one for free because... I just love doing it, and I love that people like it, so I'm going to keep doing it. Love y'all. Have a good one. Okay. Bye. <laughs>